and Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to Sex and Sensuality, the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. I am Miss Mika Nicole, and we have Miss Gigi. Hey, girl, how you doing? Good. How are you today, honey? I am doing well. I am very excited to have our topic today because it seems like it's been such a huge trend. So today, guys, we're talking about being moms feeling like they are single, even in their marriage. They're feeling like single mothers, even in their marriages. And it's such a big topic that's been going around on, first off, it's been a topic for a while, but lately it has started to resurface on social media and people are talking a lot about it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, let's get started with this juicy topic. Y'all, did y'all realize that Nick Cannon is expecting his 12th, yes, I said it, 12th baby girls oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh lord i just cannot believe it so he's expecting his 12th child with the model elisa scott now that's the one that he actually had baby zen with and y'all know baby zen lord rest his soul passed away from brain cancer when he was i think it was five months so mm-hmm. now she's pregnant again okay okay so there was a photo shoot that was done he was posing naked in the bathtub they were both posing nearly naked in the bathtub and nick was kissing Alyssa's bump while she stood with just a towel over her hair she wrote this is a miracle a blessing thank you to my beautiful and talented friend i guess she's talking about her friend who did the photography for recreating and recapturing this very special moment this will forever be my favorite piece of artwork. <laughs> Nick is also, y'all know he's also awaiting a birth because he just celebrated. He just did a baby shower with Abby De La Rosa, with whom he has 16-month-old twins, Zion and Zillan with. They're expecting their third child together. Wow. I know. He just did the baby shower with that. They're both pregnant. Yes. Oh, gee. I don't understand. Well, listen to this. So he had fives at this point. I, I mean, cause and it's like they're going back and forth. So you know, Brittany Bell gave birth to their son Rise six weeks ago, two weeks after Lanisha Cole had their daughter Onyx, and another boy, Legendary Love, born to Bree Tisi in July. Mm-hmm. So he's had all these kids, and then of course, you know, he has his eleven-year-old twins with Mariah Carey. And then he has Golden, who's six, and Powerful Queen, who's 22 months with Britney. Okay. I think maybe he'll be getting a tax write-off soon, because the end of the max number. <laughs> Girl, well, you know, I don't know, but, you know, he reminds me of, of, what's the singer's name? She says she'll have another child. I think she has 11 kids, or does she have 10? 10 or 11? Oh, my gosh, the singer that always sang with Ashanti, and she says she wants more. Oh, Kiki Wyatt. Oh, he has 10 kids. No, she has 
11 kids. Yes. Yeah, she has 11 kids. And Mm -hmm. she said that she doesn't mind getting pregnant again. Now, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with one person. (laughs) Let me tell you something. This thing is so crazy because I don't understand why Nick feels he has to have all these children with all these different women. So I get what you're saying because it's different if it's one woman, right? So Kiki White having babies with her husband is different than Nick going around spreading his seed (laughs) to all these women in America. It's like, and the fact that these women want to lay down together, well, not together, but they might as well. And be having these babies for him, I, I don't understand. I would like to interview them. <laughs> I agree. I would love to have a conversation with them to understand, like, because they're just going back and forth, back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth. Because a lot of them, it sounds like he only has, like, what, six baby mamas, including Mariah Carey? Mm-hmm. Maybe six. And But he's having multiple children with all you of said, them. The fact that you only said only. <laughs> only... Because it's not, it's not like it's 12 baby mamas, but he's having all these kids. So it's it's really amazing to me. However, yes, I agree. Kiki Wyatt is a totally different story. And she says she'll have more. And I don't think there's anything wrong with children are a blessing. I'm just trying to figure out how Nick Cannon is spreading himself as a father Mm-hmm. between all of these kids how are you fathering all of these children actually being a father to them right. where do you get the time in your day being that you he's such a businessman he's doing a lot of acting and hosting and all this other kind of stuff that he does how is he finding the time to manage this this that that is what i i'm trying to figure out I think some men feel, well, I'm, and if I'm there part of the time, at least I'm not there, I'm not a, a deadbeat father. But what you're failing to realize is that you're still not there 100% of the time. It's hard for a man, right, in what our topic is about, to be the provider and taking care of their own dreams and their household and their kids. And unfortunately, that's normally the order that they come in when it comes to men yeah. versus women, which is why we are talking about this today. That is exactly why we're talking about this today. So let's move into our topic. So why are women saying that they are married single moms? Well, I'm going to give y'all a few reasons why, eight of the top reasons why. So they're saying that and, and I, I'm not going to say that I necessarily experienced this. However, I can say that I have felt the plight. I, I felt like I could relate, you mm-hmm. know, in some instances. And I'm like, oh, goodness, you know, I feel for single moms because it's not easy being in a marriage and trying to raise a child. So trying to raise a child without that support, like when Chase has been in the hospital or Chase has, you know, has to work outside of the house, those types of things, you know, or it goes out of town for work or for business or whatever, those things, it does, those are the times where I know I feel like, oh my goodness, I can feel the plight of a single mom. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it says majority of all of the housework falls to the mother. I I 100% agree with that. 
in in a lot of instances, a lot of the women are taking on the brunt of the housework. They're doing all of the chores. They're doing, you know, they're they're cooking dinner. They're making sure everything is taken care of. And then normally the partner is coming home, making sure the trash is taken out. Well, you know. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I that is so true. So <clears throat> I would say that I I haven't had that with um look, I would say I wouldn't have that with Jaji. She was always good with cleaning. She didn't cook. Majority of the discipline and everything having to do with the children, doctors and run going to back to school, things like that was all me. Yes, yeah. I was going, come on, like if I couldn't go then maybe she would go by herself. But most of the time, if she went, she was going with me as the kids were older. But when I was with their father prior to my marriage with her, everything was on me. All of it. Cleaning the house, cooking the food, taking the care of the kids. The kids were younger. And when they're smaller, it's a lot more on you, right? You got to do hair. You got to do this. The most you would do maybe sometime would take them to the barbershop, the boys. But even I did that, you know? Yeah, that's the hard part of it. Because, you know, we women, we tend to, whether we're in a same-sex relationship or not, the primary caregiver tends to be the person that is normally the feminine partner in the relationship, right? The female in the relationship the person that has given birth to the baby. And they are normally the ones that are doing all the doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. taking them there, going to the schools, making sure the schools have like little treat bags and having everything the <laughs> child needs and signing them up for different activities. And they are always the one. And it's like, what do we do about that? Yeah. I think, let's go back to the chores and stuff. I think we have to, first off, make sure that we understand that we don't have to do it all mm-hmm. stop trying to do it all and a lot of the times I found myself doing that when my daughter was first born I was just doing everything I'm like okay no I got it I got it I can, can do it no you don't have to you don't have to and by the time Chase comes home there was nothing for her to do other than get herself ready for bed <laughs> she can eat dinner and go to bed but it's like I had to say you know what no let me stop saying that I got it because I don't have it so we have to women have to stop saying that we don't have it and when it comes to these doctor's appointments and these things that's going on with the school we have to be upfront and honest and I don't know if y'all are doing that out there who feel like single moms but if you're not doing it start doing it start making sure your husband or your wife is involved and in saying things like hey it's time to schedule first appointment with the doctor. Hey, can you come with me to interview a doctor? Let's go look at pediatricians together. Or can you come with me, come with me to his first appointment? This is his doctor's name. Let me introduce you to the doctor. Can you take a day off or a few hours off for this? Because this is important. You need to be there. Then make sure he or she has the doctor's name and number. And then when it's time to schedule the doctor's appointment, the next doctor's appointment, let him schedule it. Or let her schedule it. Don't automatically do it. Just say, hey, you know, everyone's next appointment needs to be scheduled. These are the days that I'm available. Let me know the days that you're available and let's go ahead and schedule the appointment. I need you to schedule it. Start putting some of that responsibility on that man or that wife of yours so that you're not feeling like you have to do everything when it comes to things that needs to be done at things that need to be done at the schools. 
Right. That's the same thing. Hey, you know, we have a PTA meeting we need to go to and make sure you get off of work on time. Or can we do it on your lunch break? Or the, the teacher called and said she needs a meeting with us. What day works for you? So a lot of the times, me and Chase, I schedule everything important for Dakota on the days that she's off. Because I'm like, you need to be involved. I want you involved. Mm-hmm. What I, One of the things I also feel is because we're such strong Black women, and if I ask you something one time and you give me lip or face, then I'm like, I got it. And I know some of that is pride, you know what I'm saying? Because we could be very prideful in certain things. But I also felt like I don't need to be begging you because if I ask you more than once, that means I'm begging you. And I shouldn't have to beg you about taking care of your child, especially when we're talking about this is supposed to be 100% on each side. I don't like people say 50-50. This is supposed to be 100% of me. You and 100% of you, yeah. So if we're both giving 100%, we both need to stand up and do this together. I do agree with you on that. And I think that's when we have those conversations about it. Hey, I noticed there's some reluctance when I ask you to do something with the baby or when I ask you to do something around the house. I feel like there's a little reluctance. Can we talk about that? What is that about? What's happening? Because I need you to know that I need just as much of you to be involved as possible, just as much as you need me to be involved with this baby and raising this baby and taking care of this household, because this is the us thing. I work too. A lot of people forget that. And then some single moms, not all single moms are people of color. So we we can't just say that it's the strength thing, like you said, Gigi, but some single moms are single moms in the home, or stay at home moms. And they're People of color, there are people of non-color that stay at home moms and they feel like single moms too because they're feeling like, okay, you expect me to do all of this as a stay-at-home mom. And then when you come home, you don't do anything, but that's not how it's supposed to be. Just because she's a stay-at-home mom does not mean that you do not contribute to the raising and the caring of the child. And mm-hmm. they think, oh, well, that's your job. You do this all day. Yes, I do this all day. However, however, <laughs> however, I still want and need your help as much as I can, even if it's just maybe, okay, yes, maybe I can clean the house and stuff like that. But when you get home, maybe I need, you take your moment to debrief from work, but after you have your moment to debrief for work, you need to be doing a bedtime routine so I can have a moment to debrief for my work all day. <laughs> exactly. And when it comes to chores around the house, I think we need to be more proactive about setting up some type of chore chart, a real chore chart where chores are allocated to each other. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if I cook dinner tonight, babe, you, you do the dishes. Right. That's a simple, simple thing that can help that mom out. Or on Saturday mornings, we all get up together and we clean. We do a deep dive on the house. Yeah. And I remember watching something with Dr. Phil and this guy said, what I do is when I look at my wife, I want to look at her and say, is there anything I can do that can make her happier today? And I think if we all thought like that, then it wouldn't be a chore, right? It would be, wow, what can I do? Okay, let me go pick up the cleaners. I know that baby normally gets the cleaners for me when, even though she's a stay-at-home mom, I know she normally will go take the, drop the kids off at soccer, then run and get the cleaners and then go pick them up and then come home and cook. 
you know what, babe, I got the cleanest today. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that one less thing she has on her list that she has to do. Something as simple as that will show that you care and you're thinking about them. And so another thing that's very simple to think about too, when you know that you're having to stop at a grocery store, you're stopping at a store or you have an errand to run, it's simply calling and saying, hey, babe, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you need anything? Mm, yeah. Hey, I'm running a few errands today because my lunch break is longer than usual. Do you need me to pick you up anything? Is there anything you need for the baby? Is there like those are simple things to do? You're already going to the store. Why isn't your first stop to call your spouse to say, hey, do you need anything? Right. That's my first thought. If I go to the store, I'm calling Chase. I'm like, hey, I'm running to the grocery store. Is there anything you need me to pick up real quick? That's true. And or I'm running out to Marshall's. Is there anything you need from Marshall's? Maybe they need a shirt or something. They haven't had time to get out to go get the shirt. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But if you're making an errand or if you're doing something, a simple phone call to ask your spouse, is there anything I could do for you while I am doing this? Now you're killing two birds with one star. Right. And you're not creating an extra burden or whatever for yourself. So I just think it's important that we be more thoughtful about Mm -hmm. our spouses when we're doing things out there and it it just makes a big difference it lets them know that you're thinking of them you care about their time you value their time right and you appreciate their time because it's been times where I'm like she just do it because she just don't autopilot everybody a lot of people are on autopilot right I'm going to run to the store I'm going to do something sometimes she'll run to the store and I'm like Dang, babe, why you didn't tell me you was going to the store? Because I, I need this or I need that. And so she'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't even thinking about it. And I get that. I get autopilot. Because sometimes mm. we're just on autopilot, right? Right. But I can say that Chase is the main person that cooks in the household. She does a lot of the cooking. She does a lot of the cleaning. I don't have a whole lot of time to do a lot of that. Because I'm normally just working, working, working. And then when I'm not working, she knows I'm likely to spend time with the family. I'm likely to spend time with Dakota. I like to prioritize my time in certain ways. So she respects that a lot. And then she also has more days off than me. I work six days out of the week. Chase works four, three days out of the week. Mm-hmm. So she has more days off. But even when I am working... I still find a way to, and she's working, I find a way to get up and cook dinner. And I still find a way to contribute to the household. If she's at work, then I cook dinner. Mm -hmm. If there are no leftovers from what she cooked the night before. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, let's move on. Because now this has been an issue with single moms out there. Single moms like, why y'all say that y'all feel like a single mom? You're not a single mom. <laughs> and you know what? I can say this. I don't think we will ever know the true plight of a single mother unless you are a single mom. Yes. A true single mom. Because at least you got some type of help. And let me tell you some of the help that you have. Financial help. Most of the time, if your man or your wife is working like they're supposed to, then you have financial help you have Mm -hmm. somebody that you're able to fall back on financially a single mom normally just have their income they normally have don't have anyone else's income and they have the hopes that other parent is paying child support yeah 
if you become sick, you got somebody that's already in the household that can take up the slack. Now they may not do a good as good of a job as you because <laughs> that's just how it happens sometimes. But at least they're there to help with the household, to help with the child, right? And yeah. be there for you. But sometimes a single mom, a lot of times a single mom has to depend on family, friends, their schedules, what they're doing, how they're doing it, when they do it to help them with that child. And sometimes these single moms have no one mm-hmm. and they still have to do it anyway and push through for a while. And mm-hmm. it was hard when I was, I had, let's see, I was going, working a little part-time job. I was going to school full-time and well, I shouldn't have said it was part-time. It was full-time, but it was movie theater at the time. I was young and I had, my daughter was only a couple months old. My son was like two and it was difficult being in school and working. And I had no one at the time. And I ended up having to lean on my grandma. I mean, there was one day that I just remember trying to study and the baby was crying and he was running around. And I just felt like so overwhelmed. And I called my great grandmother and I was crying on the phone and she said, bring those babies over here. Now she's like 90 years old, but she had a home attendant. She was like, I need you to bring them here. And then you need to go. But she recognized the stress that I was feeling. And that's important to be able to just pick up a phone. And even if it's just a good girlfriend and they should be able to know that at that moment that you're at wit's end, right? And you're not knowing what else to do, that you have someone when you don't have that. That's 24 seven with you. I definitely, definitely agree with you on that. And that goes to how a married mom normally has someone to shoulder parenting tasks and parenting activities Mm -hmm. with. They have someone. Yeah, they do. When they're going around and when they're needing someone to talk to, they continue to speak to their friends, their family, their significant others and they don't have anyone to talk to that's exactly what they'll do they'll reach out to those friends and those family members to reach out and to help and to come over sometimes I've had a cousin of mine stay with me for a while when she had nowhere to go and her doing that was such a relief because she stayed with the kids while I was able to go to school and work and not having to worry about babysitting because that's another factor when you're a single mother trying to go from point A to point B and then you're needing someone to watch the kids or pick them up from school and that becomes a financial strain as well so yeah a financial strain and then also a time constraint and then you can't even have time to like relieve yourself of the stress of just like hey I just want to get my nails done right you have to take the baby with you. And I've done that. I've taken my child with me because I'm like, you know what? I am not waiting for anybody to watch this mm-hmm. baby walk and get my nails and toes done. And I went and got my mani and my petties and I, I baby wore that baby right there on my chest. You know why? Chase was at work. And that's what I did. Or I would go if I needed a drink after work or something like that. Just one little drink and eat some dinner. 
I'll go take my stuff out to dinner and baby wear that baby and be just fine. So it's just sometimes we have to do those things. But as a single mom, it's harder to make those choices. It's harder to have to make those sacrifices because you don't have the luxury of being able to call someone to help you. So a married mom always has someone to shoulder like just the daily parenting task, right? Someone to pick up dinner if you don't feel like cooking tonight. You could call your husband or your wife and say, hey, baby, can you please bring something home for dinner tonight? I already caught in the order. Can you just pick it up for me? Right. You, know, you got somebody to pick up kids from school if you need to. You got somebody to take them to a doctor's visit. Like with Chase being off on Mondays and Tuesdays, if I can't get off of work, she can take the baby to the doctor. Then you also got your in-laws. Like my in-law has been amazing. My mother-in-law is amazing with helping me with yeah. my baby. But imagine those single moms out there. A lot of the times, if they're single moms, a lot of the times the in-laws aren't involved. The dad or the partner's parents aren't involved. Most of the time they are not. Um, yeah. When my, before me and my husband then got back together during that break, yeah, his mother, I think, watched her one time, just once. So, yeah, once you together with the man or the woman, then, of course, then the family's arms are open. Then, of course, you can bring it, but which is a whole nother subject because the child is still the child, regardless of me and them are together. That's still your family. Why would you not want to be able to watch them and see them, spend time with them? But, yeah, yeah. that's a whole Oh, girl. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. We'll have to go down deep into that one show. OK, the next one is work. There are a lot of single moms who find it challenging to keep a job or to save any vacation or stick leave for themselves because they are always like all their work leave goes towards their children. It's like it goes towards their doctor's appointments, the days off from school. If the child is sick, they have to use a lot of their leave for that. They don't get the luxury of using their leave for just going on an actual vacation. Right. And then on top of that, like there was a story that I read the other day. Actually, I've read a bunch of these stories where these moms go to work and they have to keep their babies in the car. Because they don't have anybody to watch their child. But they like, if I don't go to work, then I won't have a way to pay for this baby. I won't have a way to pay my rent. And then something ends up happening. Like this girl, she went to work. I don't know where she was working. But she was working for five hours. She left her baby in the car. She did have the windows down. But the baby was so hot. The baby cut her clothes off herself. What the baby did not the that she was three. It was a little girl, she was three. She cut her clothes off herself because she was so hot. Somebody came and saw the baby, and the mom was like, Well, she was working, so the mom got arrested. Well, of course. And I, so I like no, it's a catch 22 because a lot of these single moms, not only are they single moms, but they're working on limited income that doesn't provide help for babysitting mm -hmm. and it's right. like they feel like they have to do what they have to do or they have to bring the child with them to work and sit the child at a restaurant table and keep going back and forth to ch check on a child or bring the child in the back and hope that their boss doesn't see that a child is hitting in the back somewhere gosh it's horrible it's horrible I 
hear those types of stories, you realize that you don't have it as bad as you thought you did. Exactly. You don't have it as bad as you thought you did. You married mother feeling like a single mom. Uh At least you don't have to make these types of sacrifices. Right. These sacrifices are hard. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is, too, co-parenting with the ex that is or co-parenting or not co-parenting with an ex that stresses them the hell out because it's <laughs> like on top of that you not doing what you're supposed to, you're leaving me as a single mom but on top of that you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a dad or a wife because sometimes people co-parent with women you're not doing what you are doing supposed to do as a wife but a, a um, dad or a mom and you're making it even harder for me. Now I'm stressed because I'm worried about, are you going to give me the money that I need? Right. Or are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And you're not doing those things and you're making it even harder for me for that particular single woman. And that causes even more toxicity, more stress. So it is a lot that comes with being a single parent that these married parents are not facing. These, mm-hmm. you know, but again, I can see how you can somehow relate, but just remembering that, you know what, it's not as bad as you think it is, honey. Now, when you, if you don't got to leave your children in a, a car alone or home alone or in the, hidden in underneath, a, I think I seen a movie where a lady had the child hidden underneath inside the like down in the bottom where they put like the cleaning supplies, she had cleaned that yeah. out with the phone or something oh yeah that was that movie i think by tyler perry yes okay yeah Mm -hmm. also that you can still get a paycheck at the end of the week to feed that child you do not have it as bad as you think no you don't but anyway this has been a great topic i hope that y'all have learned something i hope married women who feel like single women you've learned some things that you could do to try to navigate this and it is all comes back to having conversations with your spouse talk to them about what you need be open and honest about it stop thinking that you have to take on the brunt of everything just because you're the primary parent because you don't Mm -hmm. and then single moms i really feel for you and i always suggest mom groups trying your best to find support if you don't have support joining a local mom group even if you have to create a mom group yourself based on where your child goes to school or where your child goes to daycare or whatever but finding a source a source or a few sources of support for yourself can be very, very, very helpful to get you through some of these times. And don't be afraid to use government assistance. If your income meets the limits, use it. Use it. Because they provide child care. They, you may be a long waiting list, but put yourself on it as soon as you're pregnant. Child care, you get your food stamps, you get your wig, you get whatever it is that you need. They be giving out free cribs for the babies they give out strollers medicaid will give out strollers cribs all this stuff that helps you get your free doctor's appointments if you have to use it use it don't feel ashamed because that's what it's there for all righty i hope you all have a good day thank you all for listening we are on all major 
streaming platform. So make sure you're joining and sharing the show and leaving us feedback and comments. And eventually we're going to be live, y'all. We have been trying to get ourselves live, but things have been happening. Life has been happening. (laughs) So, but we will get there. I hope you all have a good night. All right. Have a good night, everyone. And do not forget to vote. That's right. Don't forget to vote. We forgot to do our political segment today. That's it. Don't forget, Don't forget to-, to vote. Voting it starts. Voting is tomorrow, y'all. Early voting has ended. So vote tomorrow. Go vote in droves. Okay. All righty. Good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.